Welcome to Exhale Bible Discovery. Each week, we'll take a deep dive into the Bible, going line by line and chapter by chapter to discover the truths that God has for us in His Word. everyone. It's Dr. Paula McDonald, and I am super excited to unveil a new Bible study. We are going to be digging into the book of John. We've just finished Revelation, so if you want to go back and listen to those lessons, they're always available for you to study with us, to follow along, and it just seems fitting that John, the author of Revelation, that now we go into the Gospel of John, and it is a fascinating, fascinating book. So buckle up, get ready, and we're going to dive in verse by verse, chapter by chapter, as we have in Revelation. So as we open the book of John, the first verse, John 1, serves as a prologue for the entire book, and it sets the tone and the theme for this gospel. And each of these Gospels, the four Gospels, present a different aim for the reader. Matthew, it was a present, it was to present Jesus as the Messiah, the fulfillment of prophecy, and showing Jesus as King of the Jews. Mark carefully shows the main facts, stating them in simple and direct terms. Luke is considered to be the Gentile historian who gives the accuracy of his sources. And then John designates Jesus clearly as being with God in the beginning and stating Jesus' deity. So each one, too, is also a reflection of each of these men and their personality and the way they wrote and the way they thought. But they're all basically as we know, the Gospels of Jesus Christ, told from different people who walked with him. So I've divided this introductory lesson of John into two parts. First is Jesus is described. Second, Jesus the Deliverer. All right, so we will dive into Jesus being described. And so the relation of the Word of God and to God and eternity is what we're finding in this book of John, the relation of the Word and the relation of the Word to God and then of God and all of eternity. The book opens with introducing Christ and it's comparing him to Moses of the Old Testament. And Jesus pre-existed is what is very clearly written here. Also, it says he's currently with God. So Jesus is with God, and he also is God. These opening facts are the absolute basis of our Christian faith. And it's hard for a lot of people to wrap their brains around it, but I believe when you stick with us throughout this study, you're going to see so clearly how this makes complete 
logical sense. The word, when we see that this was the word, the Greek logos is the written word, and rema is the word being spoken into man from God. And the word is the source of all wisdom and power who became flesh in order to reveal mankind to the world. And so the relation of the word to God and to spiritual life and light, it says the word is the source of all life, of all spirituality, and all things physical. The word in him was life and the light of men. And life is used at least 36 times in this Gospel of John. And it's talking about both moral and physical life. Light refers to the righteousness of God. And we know darkness came when Adam sinned and the world came into a spiritual darkness. So now we have Jesus who came to bring the light back to men. I wanted to spend just a minute on light, and we'll go into it a little deeper in just a few minutes. It's 177 times in the King James Version that we see this word light mentioned. In the biblical illustrations, light is a privileged representation of God's grace. And the relation of the word to the world after Christ's incarnation, we have four things I wanted to share. John the Baptist preceded Christ in order to reveal him or to reveal the light. It was also to reveal man's sinful nature and show them a need for a savior. The light also helps to prepare the world to receive Jesus. And this life and this light is a gift from God. Such beautiful things. As we look at light, I wanted to just go into a little bit because you know, anybody who's followed me knows on my Live Today podcast, I'm a little bit geeky when it comes to science. And so I wanted to dig into light just a little bit more from a scientific standpoint. And we know Jesus is the light of the world. And it was, it was predicted that by a light he would come in Isaiah 7.14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and will bear a son, and she will call him Emmanuel. The sign was the light in the sky. And then Isaiah 60 verse 3 says, Nations will come to your light. The light also allowed Jesus to point others to him. Matthew 2.2 where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. There was that sign in that star. Also, it's a gift of life. The presentation of life is a gift of life. John 1.4, light of all mankind. John 1.5, light shines in the darkness. John 1.7, through light, all might believe. John 1, 9, the light that gives light. Beautiful. If Christians are to radiate life, we are told in Matthew 5, 14, you are the light of the world. 
A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, taught Jesus. We are to be that light. Christians have turned from darkness to light and are to shine as lights in the world. We find this again in Acts 26 and in Philippians 2.15. Paul said that the Thessalonians were children of light. And the children of the day, we are not of the night nor of darkness. Please notice how light and darkness are used as opposite because light stands for all that is good and true and darkness conversely stands for that that is evil. The word of God is the light source. John 3, 16 through 21. The world is in a state of darkness, spiritually speaking, not knowing the truth and what is ultimately good. How then can man learn of the light and turn from the darkness? To this end, please consider the words of the psalmist. Psalm 119. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. How sweet are thy words unto my taste. Yes, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through my precepts I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God's word is the light source that illuminates our path, making it clear and discernible so that we are able to walk towards it and with it. And then we need to also point out that light and darkness are incompatible. 1 John 1.5 God is ultimately good and sinless. Hence, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Those who walk in darkness do not have the light. Isaiah 50.10 And we know, though, that some men will prefer darkness to light. In fact, they will run and hide from it. And a lot of people are going to want to hide from your light because you expose them. And it is an evil versus good issue. Isaiah 5:20, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, and that puts darkness for light and light for darkness. That puts bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Who unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight? And boy, are we seeing a lot of that today. People trying to convince you by switching up words and confusion that you are wrong when something you know inherently is of God and it is, it is right. So stick to what you know. Stick to that light. So there are consequences, too, of being without light. Job described those who had no light when he wrote, They grope in the darkness with no light. He makes them stagger like drunkards. Confusion. That's in Job 12.25. And don't you see that today? With people who are just aimlessly throwing darts and angry and there's just no light in them. They are staggering about. And then Jesus said in John 11.10, But if a man walks in the night, he stumbles because there is no light in him. So many are stumbling today simply because they are without God. In his beautiful light. So in conclusion, we need to heed 
the admonition of Isaiah. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. And that's Isaiah 2.5. As we know in the Bible, way back, light was always used to describe God. Ezekiel 1.28, as the appearance of the rainbow in the clouds on a rainy day, so was the appearance of the surrounding radiance. Such was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell on my face and heard a voice speaking. And we call this the Shekinah glory or the glory of God. And we know that Moses saw this glory of God and it turned his hair white and people were not even able to look upon Moses because his face was shining and he had to wear a veil. So this light is very, very, very real. And so back to my science of light, light is a type of radiant energy that we are able to visually perceive with our eyes. Light is power that we can see. And the sun is a fireball spewing energy in all directions. And the light we see is simply the one part of the energy of the sun makes that our eyes can detect. And scientists believe light behaves both as a wavelength and as particles. And without light, we could not experience color. And even the tiniest ray of light can completely illuminate the darkness. Light reflects and darkness cannot. In fact, the color white is a pure reflection of light. And the black color is an absorption of all color. And light It can be measured in frequency, whereas darkness cannot be measured in frequency. And frequency is simply a measurement of wavelengths, and it's a form of energy. So really interesting stuff, but here are my final thoughts. And I know I kind of went off track here, but I think it's important when we study the book of John because he talks about light so much. But God is radiant energy. He radiates his love to his people and through his people. God is power. We find that in Hebrews 1.3. God designed the human eyes to be able to differentiate the light spectrum. Go look at Psalm 34.8. Just as light can be in various forms, so too is our triune God, the God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as we see in John 1.14. Even the tiniest of God's light will illuminate and expose darkness. God reflects his sun. We find that in 2 Corinthians 4.6. God's light is a form of energy and power we receive through his gift of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12. So do your own research if you want to go into um, more light research. It's quite fascinating. I do have in my book, Theosynthesis Live Today, a whole chapter about light. I find it so, so fascinating. There's no mistake as to why there's so much written about light in the Bible. Take a look at it. So anyway, as we go into this next section, which is section two of this introduction, Jesus as the deliverer. So we know he was the light of the world and that he was to give this light to every man that he is full of grace and truth, and to those who receive and believe him, we receive this light. So the rejection of Christ is he came to that which was his own, yet 
his own did not receive him. And so it is important as Jesus who delivered us this path of salvation, this light of God, it's a two-way street. He offers it freely to everyone, but we have to accept it. We know the Jews did not accept Jesus as the Messiah, and it completely broke his heart. To receive him today means to receive him into your being through the Holy Spirit, which is a beautiful gift that you receive when you say, Lord, I am yours. You are my Savior. And to believe in him, it requires an action, a life that is truly changed to reflect Christ in his life means your life is now changing. You are going to act differently. There has to be a change. There has to be a reflection of this light. So when we become a child of God, we are going to reflect that beautiful light within us. We have a new birth, a new life, an eternal life. And so I want to leave you with a few questions just to really think about. And if you have a journal, get your journal out. And I'd love for you to just think about these questions as we get into this book. And I'd like to ask you, number one, have you gone to God to truly give him your whole heart? Number two, in what ways are you sharing the light of the world to others? Three, what will you do this week to share Jesus with someone who is in the darkness. Oh, my friends, John is going to be an amazing book. I know this was a quick synopsis and overview, but get ready. This book of John is so beautiful and so amazing for each of us to read. So I can't wait to study it with you. Follow along with us. Share this out. People need to hear the word of God. They're hungry for it. And next week, we will jump right into chapter one. And if you want to go to my website, drpaulamcdonald.com, you can download the lessons that I have for each week. So you could go ahead and download lesson number one for John and do it prior to me doing the recording. It's a great way to study the Bible. So I do have another podcast called Live Today by Dr. Paula McDonald. I'd love for you to hear that and listen to that. We talk about real life things, but tie it to a biblical standard, of course. And so thank you all for inviting me into your life to study the word of God, the most important word any of us will ever hear. And I pray that this year of studying the book of John will bring so many blessings for each of us. Thank you so much, and I look forward to each and every week. Be sure to visit my website, drpaulamcdonald.com. Click on Podcast and then Exhale Bible Discovery for self-study guides and resources to support you with each episode.